What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It 9450, code WBB. I'm your host, Daniel Artest. Today, Saturday, we are previewing tomorrow's games. Everything is playoff implications right now. Uh, four, no, four, two spots. I got K-Dot with me. K-Dot, what's going on, brother? Hey, yo, what, what it is, what's popping? Everything's all good. Can't wait to talk about the next slate of games that we have going on tomorrow. Major playoff implications, major what ifs, major scenarios that that are going on, and it's going to be a fun one. Let's go ahead and get started, bro. Yeah, most definitely. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking real quick. All right, we're just going to talk about it. We're just going to go down the line because there's games at 1 p.m. today, Saturday. We got the Lynx and the Connecticut Sun. So, K. Dot, break it down. What we got going on today with these two teams? With these two teams alone, it's a must win for sure for Minnesota. We know what happened in the game versus the storm. The storm came out guns blazing and the emotion of Sylvia Fowles last uh, home regular season home game for her career. Of course, that brought out a whole bunch of emotions, a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of energy that was probably that probably could have been used on the floor, but we understand the magnitude of what Sylvia Fowles has brought to this game. And I think it was a case where, you know what, let's charge this one to the game and let's definitely focus on the win versus Connecticut so that we can possibly make the playoffs. So I think that this is very important for Minnesota more than anything. I think that Connecticut, I think they've sealed their fate from a playoff seeding standpoint. I don't know if they would rather have the second seed, but I do believe that with with Minnesota's circumstance, if they definitely want to make the playoffs, they must win this game versus Connecticut because this is very important for them, especially if they want to send Sylvia Files off on a real good note. You know, it's going to be it's, it's a it's going to be a good one. I know for sure it's going to be a good one. Again, we gotta they have to win. It's a must win. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a must win. This is this could be potentially Sylvia Fowles' last game of her illustrious, elite, greatest center in WNBA history's basketball career. And we'd love to see her with a win. We'd love to see how everything pans out for the rest of the day and everything. But the Sun is in a great position to win this game. I think that they're ready. They're finally ready to lock in and get playoff ready. This said last week, playoff started already. You know what I mean? So Definitely looking forward to seeing how this game pans out. If you're looking at the, if you're a betting person, the line is Connecticut by 10 points. Oh, I don't know. I think that's high. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think that's kind of, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would say, no, I don't know. I think the Lynx could beat the Sun. I don't know I'm picking them today, but I think the Lynx could beat them and everything. So especially with, we don't know what's going on in Connecticut with the other issues and stuff like that, but they could probably play with a lot of, play with a lot of intensity, a lot of momentum, and try to steal one on the road for them. So, yeah, definitely a big game, man. Definitely a big game. But before we even move on, talk about Sylvia Fowles real quick. The game yesterday was really dope, even though they did get blown out. But, like, the fanfare, the love that everybody showed and everything we see, they was crying. We seen Coach Reeves was just bawling tears, man. It was crazy. And uh, it's her, the end of her, her her career, man, is just, like, what more can you say? Champion, MVP, legend. She's going to be get her number retired. Up there in the Target Center, she's going to be immortalized in the Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame, whether women's or men's or however they do it. It's going to be real fun times and stuff for her going on. But it's funny that she's going to be doing the whole uh, mortician thing. All right. So, yeah, moving on. 
we have the dream versus the liberty today. This is going to be a big game for both teams. I feel like if the the dream, I don't know, the dream might be in trouble, KDOT, because they got this big game versus the Liberty at the Barclays Center. You know what I'm saying? On the road, trying to split, trying to save their life. But I don't know, KDOT, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's, this is going to be the biggest game of the day, to be honest, a dream of the Liberty. Going to be the biggest game of the day. It is. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it, the uncertainty. We don't know how the Liberty is going to come out. Sometimes they could come out strong. Sometimes they could come out flat. You know what I'm saying? What's your thoughts on this game with the Dream and Liberty? Yeah, do believe that this is the biggest game of the day. With the way that Atlanta came out this past game, I think that it was a little bit flat. I think it was... A li- I think a little bit of it was predicated on the news that Tip Hayes was not going to be with the team. And they just had to figure out what their personnel looked like. And I think they figured that out because they did go on a huge run in that game, even though they still lost. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to come out desperate, to be honest with you. I know desperate sounds, it sounds a little bit condescending, if you will, but that's like the word that you're going to have to use if you're the Atlanta Dream, especially if you want your playoffs, if, especially if you want your playoff hopes and dreams to, to be, to be, to come true. So I, I do truly believe that in, in this case that Atlanta has to come out with their defense. I think that their defense is definitely going to have to be the key, especially their perimeter defense. And I think that Ryan Howard definitely does not need another three for 14 type of night. I think that she needs to come out efficient. I think that she needs to come out from a perspective of making sure that she get the cross match that she needs and pick her spots wisely. I like when she have those cross matches against certain players that know are a little bit inferior defensively, she can take advantage with her size and use her skill to take advantage of the actual matchup and win that matchup. So I think that's going to be the game plan. I think that coach Tanisha Wright has a great game plan coming up because she found that out in the third, like that third quarter, end of that third quarter, going into the fourth, she figured it out from a, uh, pressure standpoint. So um, again, very important game for the dream. And I can actually see them uh, playing spoiler and actually winning this game. But just like you said, like the Liberty, they better not come out flat to be honest. Like they, they cannot come out flat. They have to come out with the same intensity that they had on Friday night with the defense and the great ball movement, the great reads that we saw. They had, Plenty of backdoor cuts that were really good. The baseline was open all night Friday. So I know that the Dream will probably clean that up a little bit. The Liberty, if they want to win this game, basically have to do the same game plan. Start on the defensive end and let your defense di- di- dictate your offense. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I always say I agree because I really do be agreeing with you all the time when I be saying, yo, I agree and everything. Yeah. Just from the the Liberty side, though, man, like I said, I just want I want to see them just come out and play hard. You know what I mean? I want to see them come out and start the game off right or else it could, and it could be ugly for them and stuff. You know what I mean? But though the whole Tiffany Hayes thing, that dynamic is crazy because obviously we don't know. We're not in the contract negotiations and everything. But for her to be in the middle of a playoff race and you go to go play overseas or whatever for a three on three and everything like that. 
I'm just assuming that they gave her the super duper bag, man. They had to give her the bag for her to really just leave and go play overseas because that's that's crazy, man, to uh to do that, man. You know what I'm saying? We are live on Spotify right now. I keep on forgetting to say that at the beginning. We are live on Spotify, so we're gonna have some people come up and talk to us as well. Got my guy Nathan Snell who's covering the Mystics. Hey Nathan, man, what's going on, man? We talking about the dream and the liberty and stuff. So what's your thoughts on this game? I like to be addressed as the people's champion. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> what's going on, fellas? No, I agree with everything you guys said. Like I said last night, the Atlanta dream. They gotta have a short-term memory of last night. They gotta be ready for this game. A couple things I, I liked and I didn't like. The Atlanta dream, they've got to facilitate the ball more better. I love Ari McDonald and I love Eric Wheeler, but they hold on to the ball too damn much. I like the line they had out there. They just got to make shots. Down the stretch, I think they rely on Ryan a little too much come clutch time. I'd like to see Ryan start taking a She took couple threes in the clutch I don't think she need, needed to in the dream I think they can win the game I don't trust New York because I've seen that I've seen that same New York team without Benajelani play that great and just fall fall apart I've seen it before I don't trust it so I think it's just some minor things Atlanta has to clean up how uh, they could again they should have won last night I think last night definitely definitely motivated to be better. Yeah, yeah. Right in the nick of time, man. It's crazy what goes on behind the scenes, man, when we doing our podcast and everything and stuff. Kata had to step away. You know what I'm saying? While we he's on video, he had to step away. And so I'm just watching his kids. <laughs> I'm just watching his kids looking at the camera while I'm talking to myself. I was so glad that Nate actually requested to come up or else we would encourage. I was running out of things to say. So Nate Nathan Snell saved the day just now. Awesome. We got we got all coming in and stuff, moving bags and everything. I was just like, oh my God, this is haywire. But this is why we such elite podcasters, man. Throughout there's nothing we, we can't do. Hey Dot, go ahead. Okay, Dot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and my, my kids, I love them. <laughs> so they probably have no idea what was going on. In regards to the tip hay situation, I think that. The situation itself, and Christina Williams reported a little while ago that it was a case where there was some awareness there prior to the season. Based off of the contract, it was going to be a case where if Tip was obligated to go overseas to fulfill her overseas obligations from a contract standpoint, then that she would actually make that decision to do it. And I think that when we're looking at the kind of clarity of what the situation was, because of course it was originally reported that there was a little bit of unawareness there, but whether there was unawareness or not, the decision was respected because we all understand the circumstance that these women have to go through and they have to make life decisions on top of that. It's not just a basketball decision at this point. It's also a life decision when you're making close to a million, the numbers of the numbers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So me personally, I think with the Tip Hayes situation, I know that they're fighting for their playoff lives, and I know fans are going to criticize that. But at the same time, like if you're looking at it from a professional standpoint, like sometimes the 
sometimes you have to make the hard decision. And I think that this decision, of course, was very difficult for her. But at the same time, you have to respect what's going on. And besides, Coach Tanisha Wright, she respects the decisions. Yeah, you can't say that everybody was going to respect that type of decision. But at the end of the day, her coach respects the decision and we just have to move on for it. It's almost like next player up. And I think Maya Codwell is that, that player. I've seen Maya Codwell in her element while she was training and she is phenomenal. She's dynamic. Me personally, I feel like she needs a permanent contract and stop signing all of these seven-day hardship contracts because she's really good. She has great size. She can shoot. She can defend. And she's a great she's a great playmaker. I think that Maya Caldwell would definitely step up, and I think that it could be a case for uh, Atlanta to have her as the X factor for this actual game. If she's able to do as much as she can, then I think that. I think that Atlanta could potentially come out with a win and actually split. Man, if they split, it's going to be trouble. It's, trouble. it's, it's chaos, and, right? It's yeah, exactly. Chaos. And to them fans that's going to speak out against Tiffany Hayes going to uh, to Europe to play during this playoff run, I don't know how much a contract is, but I bet she's getting five times more than what she's making in the W. So to y'all fans, come on, man. Thank y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to have to give you out a drum roll right there because, yeah, it's, it's a business decision at the end of the day. The W hands is tied when it comes to the money. And so this is exactly, you know, what it is. Hey, Nate, what else? What else you got to add, brother? To add on to K-Dot's point, too, you got to also gotta remember this. Look at it from the Atlantic, from the Landry's perspective. They didn't really have Tiffany Hayes most of the season. So True. they were doing just fine without her, honestly. Uh, would it have been nice if she was there? Yes, but Kade, I said, X-Men up. They signed Kalia Charles. She didn't really have a great game, but again, when you're asked to just step in right away, you're not, it's going to take you a minute to adjust to the system. But you've got Ari McDonald, who should get some consideration for most improved player. Erica Wheeler, you know, Shiny Park. You still got the same whole roster. I and mean, when you've been dealing with injuries, they know what it takes. They've dealt with adversity and they've persevered so i think people to disrespect tiffany hayes like that I, come on now that's enough yeah i agree hey we got another speaker with us hey steve what's going on man how you doing i'm doing all right yeah i came up basically to say what nathan just said I, it's it's mostly like it shouldn't even be it shouldn't be a question there should be no discussion about tiffany hayes because they should be they should have been able to win that game last night with the roster they had. So it's that's a whole different thing. It's mostly economics, where they have to play to be able to to make some money that a professional athlete deserves. And I just don't – people are really overlooking that, that they didn't shoot. They didn't play their offense very well. And, of course, their defense was not anywhere close to what they've been playing against tougher opponents this season. Yeah, the – they just need to come back and play defense like they've been playing and maybe just use sort of a tough loss at home, your last home game of the season. Just use that as a motivator and maybe roll into a win here tomorrow and try and use some momentum to to maybe not win the first win a season, win a series in the playoffs, but maybe win a game in that series and try and try and at least put up a fight. But it's a tough thing when you have a bunch of injuries all year. And so you have different thing. And then 
weird situations that come up with WNBA, like players going overseas. But yeah, they still have the weapons to do it. I just don't. They just need to to yes, find that energy and, and channel it because they when they play good defense and and get the the you know turnovers converting into to transition points, it's really easy for them to put opponents on their heels. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Chris Stemp. I'm Donnie Stemp. Two brothers on this strange rock hurtling through space. I don't know, man. This rock is in trouble. The Week on Earth is a new podcast on climate change and the state of the planet. We're talking cars, carbon, trees, toilet paper, apocalypse, utopia, and most importantly, human behavior. We need to put the emotion into this story. How do we move from an extractive society to a regenerative society? Pretty twisted. And it gets worse. (laughs) It's changed my entire outlook. From the Peabody Award-winning producer of Netflix's Fantastic Fungi, The Week on Earth, new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. This is going to be interesting. Today's going to be for this team. Like I said, it's going to be our game of the day. I really believe so because of the like it directly affects them moving forward what they're going to do and stuff let's move on to the fever and mystics now this has no implications this is nothing this is just a team the fever five and 30 <laughs> they're done the mystics is already locked in to their fifth spot so this is really nothing i don't know there's no no team could play spoiler or anything like that this is probably just a mix this a fan appreciation game they're going to throw a lot of shirts they're going to speak to the crowd a little bit show them a little love kate when we was doing our let's play uno this is the skip game of the day so we just definitely move to skip down game. the line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely the skip, skip, definitely the skip game of the day. It don't matter yeah. if it's a red skip or a yellow skip. It's yeah. the skip game of the day. We don't yeah. need to. I'll, I'll be there Sunday. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so we so we're gonna we're gonna get a we're gonna get a report. We're gonna get a report. Yeah, All right. Get cool. Cool. Let's get yeah, it. Let's and, get and, it, Nate. And, and Nate, by the way, it's Emily Inksler. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, brother, that, hey, that thing, man, Ooh. that last name had you struggling, brother. Let me let me tell y'all real quick, man. <laughs> before sir. before before we move on, because I edit all the shows and stuff, and Nate, he's with us. He does a Mrs. Talk with Nathan Snell. It's a sub show on our podcast, and man, when it got to Emily Inksler, he said a lot of names. He fumbled and said, "He said Inkstickler." I said, "I was I died." I was like, yo, what is going on with this dude right here? <laughs> Emily, my bad. My Man, bad, no, but my, my, my superior editing skills, you won't even hear it. You won't even hear it because I got superior editing skills, man. But that was funny. I had to share that with the guys and stuff. That was pretty, pretty hilarious and everything. That was a good one. But yeah, like I said, this is nothing. Nick, the Mystics can't play spoiler. The, the Fever can't play spoiler. And the Mystics don't stand to gain or lose whatever happens. I think that they just rest a lot, all their players. And then you just see the Fever rookies just go off today. So I guess that's what that is. Let's move on to the Storm and the Aces, a potentially an, another good game. Obviously, the Storm has to gain to lose or whatever, but the Aces do. You know what I'm saying? Especially just depending on what the Sky do after them. You know what I'm saying? So right now, I think the Aces are in first place. So if they win, they pretty much get home court advantage throughout the playoffs. If they lose, they're going to have to bank on the Sky losing to get home court advantage. 
out the playoffs. And then just for the storm, this is a basically them tuning up, getting players some rest as well, just getting ready to start this this postseason, man. It's, it's gonna be fun times for them to try to get back to their winning ways, getting to their championship. Stewie Suber signing out, Stewie trying to get her third title and everything. And then with the Aces, they've been chasing that elusive title for years now. They've been a contender. I think from what four years now they've been in contention. This is it for them right here. This is it for the aces right here. Kada, what you got? Yeah, so definitely implicated from a first uh, a number one seed standpoint for the aces. They'll, I think they will take sole possession if they win because even if Chicago wins, they'll have an identical record, but they own the tiebreaker on Chicago. So they will take base. They will. They win this game. They basically take sole possession of first place, if you will. So the question is, who do, you know, who do they want to play? Is it a case where they're hoping Phoenix win and they win this game, take sole possession, they play Phoenix for the AFC and a lot of implications can come about with that. So think about travel, right? They stay on the West, on the West region. They don't have to fly cross country. If it gets to a point where, they play a seed where they have to fly cross country if there is a game three, right? On top of that, you're looking at what's going on with the rest of the playoffs, right? Because you have the four or five seed in the second round. In the semifinals, you're playing the four or the five. It doesn't matter. They've lost the series to, to Washington 03. They were in those games, uh, might I add. Each one of those games they were in, and in the fourth quarter, they just ran out of gas. They have an opportunity to actually win the series versus the Storm if they beat the Storm on Sunday. And I think that the matchup, the matchup itself, if you will, I think that to me, they have a slight edge on the Storm. But at the same time, you just don't know what you want because if you're the second seed, you can possibly play you can possibly play Atlanta. You could pro- possibly play Phoenix. It, it just depends on who's seven and who's eight, if you will. It doesn't matter from that standpoint. Like the question is for the Aces, who would you rather play in the second round? That's basically the, the million dollar question. And if you want to be the one seed and you end up getting the storm, hey, that's still from a travel standpoint, a good thing for you because you're just going to the Pacific Northwest at that point, five game series. I think this is very important for the Aces. I think they've figured out what they need to do without the Erica Hamby with her being out two to four weeks. We'll see where it goes there, but it's going to be a great game regardless. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, we shall see what happens. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next game. We got the Sky and the Mercury. And we already spoke about the implications for the Sky. The, the, Mer- the Mercury, I think they have to win this game. Or else they're going to be on the outside looking in as well. Should be a fun game. Unfortunately, there's no Diana Tarazi or Skylar Diggins-Smith on the Mercury side. So they're going to have to play by committee to win this one out. They've been doing good, though. You know what I'm saying? They took care of Dallas yesterday. And uh, Hey, KDOT, remember last night when we was doing our pre-show, which we was doing on Spaces, by the way, which wasn't a podcast. We was It was crazy last night. We missed something while we was talking. We missed a, a almost fight. With the and Kayla Norton, so what happened was something happened. The whistle was blown. Kayla pushed Diamond the Shields, and Diamond throws the ball at Kayla Thornton, and then Kayla and Diamond go face to face, and then Diamond's like, "What's up?" And then Kayla bumped her really hard and everything. You know what I'm saying? Stuff. I don't think nobody got ejected either. I'm not sure anybody got ejected. 
But that was interesting. We was literally talking to each other when it happened. I didn't see it because I'm locked in. You know what I'm saying? That was actually watching. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, what? So how we didn't see that? And I was updating the score yesterday on Twitter Spaces. So we, I was definitely a little bit too locked in. We need to get playback. That's what. That's the issue. That's what that means right there. We got to get on playback so we can see it in real time. You know what I'm saying, brother? But the uh, yeah, the Mercury. They did their thing yesterday, man. They took care of business, handled their side and, and everything. And it was just embarrassing. They go to Dallas Wings, K-Dot. They go to Dallas Wings right there. And I don't know what to say, man. I'm not going to say it, it hurts them or whatever, but we know what Dallas can do. We don't know. We don't know what Dallas can do from a game-to-game thing. You know what I'm saying? They can easily be connected. You know what I'm saying? If they play together, we see what they do when they move. And like a team, I think that Connecticut has nobody for T Mac for Tierra McCowan has nobody for in the post. You know what I'm saying? And but you don't know what you're gonna get from game to game with them and stuff. So hopefully, this is how I feel. If I feel like Dallas can win this series, that's our playoff preview when we do our predictions. I'm not gonna talk more about that. Kada, you go ahead, brother. Yeah, the implications right there for Phoenix is more important. So I think that with Phoenix, there's a pretty good chance that they can actually win this game to be honest with you we don't know what Chicago is going to do from a seating standpoint I don't really think Chicago cares where their seating is because they've been great all season and they've played by committee offensively and defensively top five in defensive rating top five in offensive rating they've been really good very versatile and I think that it's a case where they're it's almost if I if you want to call it this it's almost like they have winners fatigue what i mean by that is they've won so much with or without star players this year that at the end of the season they're like you know what hey it is what it is we know how we can play versus all of these teams like we've seen it we know what we can do it's not going to matter where our seedings are like we were 16 and 16 last year as a sixth seed we beat everyone even though it was a different playoff format so i think that is going to be a great indication that it's, it's and excuse me for the background noise it's crazy with all these kids it's going to be a great thing for phoenix to actually win this game so that they can actually make the playoffs hey man this podcast is everywhere today man first we <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna show the video as a blooper bro i gotta keep the video and show it as a blooper for real because that was funny we still live on twitter spaces though shout out to the duncan in the building tapping in with us if you want to come up ask a question or talk with us i'm not gonna say ask a question you the guys <laughs> but if you want to come, come up it is what it is but yeah let, let's move on to our final game which is another skip game which we really shouldn't even have to talk about which is the wings and the sparks but i want to want to talk about from the wings standpoint the sparks has nothing they're done All right. So we already know what the Sparks situation is. Right. But with the wings, they need to use this game like a tune up. I wouldn't say rest their players. They actually I think they got to play their players, man, and get them in the mode for the postseason stuff. Because I just don't trust them, Kate. Honestly, I just I don't trust the Dallas wings. You know what I'm saying? Like I just said a couple of minutes ago, they could either beat a world beating team or they could lose to a cellar dweller. I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose this game tonight. You know what I mean? It's just insane. I don't understand. Nate, talk about it, man. Tap in with us. What's good? Nate's not there. All right. Go ahead, K-Dot. 
Yeah, like as far as this game, definitely I would use it as a as one of those filler tune-up games because you've seen what happened the last two games against the Liberty and against the Phoenix Mercury. What have you done offensively versus what have you done defensively that you can do better so that when you're actually in the playoffs and when you're in that playoff mode that you can actually utilize whatever needs to be done for you to get wins. So this is going to be very important. I think that with the Sparks, of course, they have nothing to lose here. They're going to go out and just hoop. But I think that there's going to be certain sets for the wings that I would like to see that you run, not necessarily throwing everything out of the bag, but at least trying to figure that figure it out. I think that the game against the Mercury, they were solid in the first half. But the crazy thing is they weren't able to keep up with that momentum. And to be honest with you, there were there were a couple plays here and there where I felt like there should have been there should have been some calls. But to be honest with you, they weren't making any calls throughout the entire game. Like they were letting them play. They were like clear fouls on both sides where you're like, oh, my God, like she got fouled and they didn't call it. So maybe the emotion behind that was part of the reason why they didn't go on a run. So I think that it's going to be a good tune-up game for them to figure out like what they need to do offensively and defensively. Yeah, go ahead, Nate. I agree. It needs to be a re- – I say more, not a tune-up, more of a refreshment, a refreshing. Because the way they came out against Dallas and Phoenix, it looked offensively very disappointing. So I'm looking – like Kato said, off respond. All you want on the defensive side of the ball. Because it's like – Dallas just goes right back to the world before they make the same dumb, silly mistakes. And they got to fix that. So I look at this game as a refresh, as a refreshing, like refreshing the page on your computer. <laughs> the page don't want to load. That's what the Dallas Wings need to do. This is re- refresh. Get it. There. <laughs> That's that right there is your ace in the hole to make a comment. Refresh like the computer. <laughs> Nate, you my guy. Hey, Steve, close this out, man. What you got? Just so let's say Dallas wins that first series in the playoffs. Do they give Arike significant time in the next he comes back? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. It just depends on how she's rehabbing with that situation. It's, it's a core thing. They said it's like something with a tendon that's that torn off the bone or whatever. So I don't know. I never had that type of injury before. I'm more of a back and meniscus guy myself. <laughs> I just, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know how they do. I guess they'll throw her in the fire. You know what I'm saying? It being that it is the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they might not start her or whatever, but they'll probably play in a minutes by minutes basis, maybe five, ten, five, six, seven minute spurts to see how her body responds. And if she's 100%, not 100%, but if she's well enough to play significant minutes, then I'm assuming that um, she'll do that. All right, so I guess that's the end of it. Kata, you got anything there before we get out of here? So if you're talking about the Arike injury, like that injury sounds really serious. And to be honest with you, I don't even know. I don't even know if Arike comes back. When you have an injury like that and the way that it was described, I, to be honest with you, I know that they're athletes and they heal differently. Medicine has advanced a lot, but – Man, the way that they talked about that injury, I don't even know if she even comes back this season. I think that is more of a chalk up to where the team is going to have to move forward, you know, without her at this point. And they just chalk it up for next season. 
I also think that with the wings in particular, they need to get back to what had them winning earlier, especially with that five game winning streak that they had prior to the two game losing streak that they're currently facing. I don't know if it's a case where teams in that five game winning streak kind of figured it out. But at the same time, the wings definitely need to go ahead and get this together so that they can feel good coming into the playoffs. I don't know if you want a losing streak coming into the playoffs. They definitely need to get this win versus the Sparks and especially figure out a way to to get all of their, again, get all of their offensive and defensive packages together so that they can be well prepared. Yeah, definitely, man. But Okay, now we're going to get on out of here, man. We got some, we got to get ready, prepare for these games. We're going to be back during the halftime to talk about all these games today. Thank you for listening to Keeping It 9450, codenamed WBB, brought to you by the 9450 Women's Basketball Network. Don't forget to follow us at the 9450 WBB on Instagram and Twitter. Follow myself at the D- the DR Test Pod on Instagram and Twitter and K.Lou3H on Instagram and Twitter as well. I want to thank Nathan for p- tapping in with me. I want to thank Steve for tapping in with me, with us actually. And uh, 808s, get well soon, brother. Love is love. Peace.